Welcome to the first episode of VSB After the Bell. I'm your host, Gianna Chow. VSB, otherwise known as the Vancouver School Board, is located on the unceded traditional lands of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. For our first guest, we have Helen McGregor, Superintendent of the Vancouver School District. Helen is considered a new member of the VSB family, joining us in January this year. Welcome, Helen. Hello, Gianna. For those who don't know you, can you tell us a little about yourself? For sure. So um, some of you may know this. I moved from Ontario in January with my family. Um, But first of all, I'd like to tell you all that I am an educator first. My experiences in three districts in Ontario were as a teacher, as a consultant, as a elementary and secondary administrator, as a system principal, and more recently as a system leader. But I also bring experiences prior to education in business. So my university training actually was in business and accounting. So I have this opportunity to take that business training and the education training and put it together in the work that I do every day. So I'm just very pleased to be here in the VSB. We're very lucky to have you, to have someone who has both an insight to education as well as the business side of things. Um, But I've always wondered, Helen, why Vancouver? What made you want to move across the country to this side of the ocean? For sure. Well, the first thing I'll say to, to you, Gianna, is public education is really important to me, and I've spent my career serving in public education. And, and that is really important to me as I look at opportunities in the work that I do every day. I have to say, when I saw the posting for the role, I was very excited about the possibilities that it presented and the attachment to the work that I was leading in Ontario. So that opportunity to serve students, which is why we exist as a school board, the ability to remove barriers to success for students, which is something that I've been passionate about in all of the districts that I've worked. A chance to collaborate with so many interesting people and that staff and that stakeholder groups, its rights holders, its community, um, to make a difference in the lives of students. And the last piece I'll say was about innovation. I've been very lucky to participate and and do some really interesting work in the districts that I served in Ontario. And I'm so much looking forward to the opportunities that will present themselves um, in VSB. The other thing I'll say is this is larger than just me. I have a family who moved too. And this opportunity to explore a new place um, and uh, have new experiences are really what brought me to Vancouver. I also know for listeners, a little tidbit is Helen actually took this role in Vancouver without never been to Vancouver. So I really think this speaks to the type of person you are. You're courageous and confident uh, to take a role in a city that you've never been to before. And speaking of your role as superintendent, what does a superintendent actually do? We know that many school boards have a superintendent. Each school board does have one. But uh, we've always wondered, what is their role exactly? Well, I'll start with the title. So superintendent and CEO. So CEO meeting chief executive officer of a district. So as you said, these exist all across Canada as leads and and, and across, uh, across the world, actually, the role of superintendent. 
but it's really about overseeing everything that happens in a school district every single day from what's happening in schools to what's happening at the district office and that's on the educational side which is why we exist serving our students and making sure learning and opportunities are happening but also all the business functions that happen behind the scenes the other thing you may not know is um, I am the only employee of the Board of Education elected trustees. So we have a board um, and I am the employee, their sole employee, and my role is to actually support all of the employees across the entire district doing their work every single day. That, that's amazing and it, it's a huge role. So again, thank you for being our superintendent and leading the way for Vancouver School District. Switching gears here, let's chat about why we're really here today, which is to talk about the education plan. I know you and the team have been working really hard on this plan. Can you tell listeners what is the education plan? An education plan, if a lot of people may have heard of something called a strategic plan. So, but in education, we felt and, and the board felt really important. It was called an education plan because that's why we exist. It is for the education of students. And it is a five-year roadmap that really outlines the important work that the district wants to do to serve the students. It is a way to set the focus and aspirational goals for students, for families, for staff, for community about what we want to achieve over the next five years. And it tells everybody what really matters. So I, I, I am very excited. You, probably, you may have heard me speak about the education plan in some other locations. It is so important to the work that we do every day. And, and the VSB education plan actually has two um, key elements before we talk about the goals. It has a value statement that really indicates what matters. And the other thing that we're really excited about is, this is new, we've not had this before, but there's actually an equity statement right in the education plan, which clearly indicates the work and focus that we want to do around equity, anti-racism, and non-discrimination. I, I also think it, it speaks volumes to have the equity statement embedded in the plan, and it shows our commitment as a district. Can you tell listeners how was the plan developed and who was involved in it? For sure. So the plan actually was approved at the end of January by the Board of Education. Um, and I arrived at the beginning of January. So this is uh, that the, the input and information that created the plan was before I arrived in the district. But I've talked to lots of people about the process. So it happened um, with lots of consultation conversations with so many different people. The value statement, the goals, objectives were created with input from school community members. And this included sessions to hear directly from students. So trustees and staff visited more than 40 schools to hear directly from, from those stakeholders what they wanted to see for the future. There were surveys that were created to gather input of students, their families, staff, the broader public and community, um, and rights holders. Um, across Vancouver, and that's very important in the development of the plan. There were also nine focus groups, sessions with students, students, families, staff, and other stakeholders. So when I say this is the ed pl education plan for the Vancouver School Board, it is based on the voices of so many wanting to set that direction for the future, the next five years. Yeah, and it really does encompass all the voices that we have, all the different players we have in the district. 
So what does the district hope to achieve through the education plan? So the real piece around an education plan is um, making a difference for students. And and the plan itself has three um, goal areas. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about them. And then there are 13 objectives that are that are connected to them. So the first overarching goal, the Vancouver School Board will improve student achievement, physical and mental well-being and belonging by. And then there's a number of, of objectives that will happen. And this really talks about that learning piece. We're a learning institution, so that goal is so important to us. The second goal is the Vancouver School Board will increase equity by, and once again, there are objectives, pieces of work that we will, we will implement to meet the aspirational goals. And the third, the Vancouver School Board will continue its reconciliation journey with First Nations, Métis, and Inuit by. So when you actually think about the work of a school district, these three goals are all encompassing about what so many people want the future to look like for the students we're serving in the Vancouver School Board. So how does this plan translate to students in classrooms? So you just heard me talk about the three overarching goals of the education plan, but I want to talk a little bit more about what that actually looks like. So each and every student is unique and have their own talents, strengths, um, and areas where they would like to learn and grow some more and build skills. And I would say the same thing about each school and program. They're all unique. Um, And that's very important as we are creating this plan. So it is about collaboration. This, This plan will not come to life without the work and collaboration of many different people, staff, students, families, community, stakeholder groups. And that's why I'm very excited about this. One particular school may have a focus in one of these goal areas. Another one might take a slightly different focus in the same area. And that's what makes this so meaningful and the ability for this plan to come to life. I also wanted to share a few examples if that might be helpful. So when we were talking about the Vancouver School Board will increase equity. So one of the one of the examples I had the pleasure to participate in was an event in June where students and staff from across the district were here um, at the VSB um, main offices and there was the unveiling of a pride staircase. The opportunity for students and staff to come together, teachers, educators, all sorts of different staff to talk about um, why a pride staircase, what does it mean, what does it matter, is one example of increasing equity. A visual symbol for sure, but the learning and the connections to the curriculum are incredibly important in the work that we're doing. Another example I'll really talk about, I've had this opportunity in September to visit a number of schools who are doing significant work around reconciliation. And uh, today is Orange Shirt Day, so across the district you will see many, you may have seen many, many students, staff, families wearing orange shirts. And the orange shirt is a symbol um, around the past and the truth we need to learn. But more importantly, it's more than one day And that's really important, the connections to the curriculum, walking alongside community rights holders in learning. Um, And that's what, when you look at goal three, the Vancouver School Board will continue its reconciliation journey with First Nations, Métis, and Inuit by. This is work that needs to happen every single day. I was able to get out to a school and see a new mural um, that was um, in the playground. That happened in collaboration between an Indigenous artist 
and students and community and the joy to talk to the artists and the students about seeing it every day and what they learned going through the process that is an act of reconciliation and it's more than one day and I think that's the other part about this education plan there is not one step or series of steps to take this is a five-year process and it's going to be iterative and there's going to be adjustments along the way and adjustments to meet the unique needs of the students that are in front of us or the community that we're serving. Thank you, Helen, for giving that insight. I know many times an education plan or strategic plan, the concepts are really hard to grasp and putting this and giving us these examples, it really shows how it's impacting student lives, how an orange shirt is contributing to our goal of our journey of reconciliation and how this will really influence students' learning in their lives. I'm excited to see how it will come to life and uh, how it will look like in schools and in classrooms as we move ahead with the school year. We have a reoccurring segment on the show called Matter of the Month, where we address the most talked about topics. This can be anything from a success story to a controversial issue. With this month seeing the start of a new school year, we were happy to welcome students back to schools. Students were excited to connect and reconnect with new and old friends and meet their teachers. For many, it felt like the first normal start of the school since the pandemic hit two and a half years ago. As some of our listeners may have heard, some elementary students stayed in classrooms in their previous classrooms from last year as they waited to get assigned to a new one with a new teacher. Contrary to what's been said out there, this is actually a standard practice in the education system. It's not due to teacher shortages or an increase in population. Now, Helen, while I have you here as a superintendent and as someone who oversees all the operations, can you explain to us why this happens? Absolutely. So this is not unusual in districts across Canada. But uh, since 2011 in Vancouver, um, every year the district sees about 800 new student registrations during the summer months. With the exception of 2020 when the pandemic first hit and registration numbers dipped a little bit. This year there is an unexpected change, uh, a slightly higher increase in summer registration numbers. Most families, uh, as many of you are aware, register their children during priority registration, which in Vancouver happens from November to January every year. However, some families, because of circumstances, register their children uh, later, including in the summer, because of recent moves or returns to Vancouver. So knowing that there is always going to be a spike in the summer, why can't we as a district organize students in the summertime, why do we have to wait till the start of school? Well, I have to say school organization is very complex. There are many factors to consider, including catchment area, space availability, class size and composition, and also sibling priority. As with any given school year, students who register during the summer are placed on wait lists, and families are promptly notified of this when they register their child during the summer. This is because there is typically a change in student enrollment during the first couple of weeks of school. It happens every year. Some students may move in Vancouver um, and live in a different community and change schools. Others may move out of the district and not notify their school. So as a result, like lots of other districts, 
administrators at schools follow up individually with families and confirm student enrollment before they finalize class assignments. This all takes a little bit of time at the beginning of the year, trying to make contact with families whose students have not yet arrived at school. During this time, students are participating in learning activities um, and in learning with students, uh, many of which they attended class with last year. The, um, what, I, what I will also say, which is important to know, is taking this approach means that there are fewer class changes that students will face during this time. And this really helps them in their learning throughout the school year. Thanks for explaining that. You know, I, I really didn't understand how much of a manual process this was, and it makes sense why it has to start when school starts. So what's the status now? When did students get assigned to their classrooms? So at the end of the first week, the majority of students were assigned to their new classrooms for this school year and continued on their path for the school year. By the end of the second week of school, um, the remainder of students had been assigned to classrooms. And I had the opportunity to visit some schools and the opportunity to see students settled in and learning for the year was really exciting for me to see. I know families and students were eager to get the year started, and it's good to hear that all elementary students were assigned to their classrooms pretty quickly this year. Helen, thanks for being our inaugural guest on VSV After the Bell. Thanks, Gianna. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to our first podcast. We release episodes monthly on the last Thursday of the month. We'll catch up with you then. VSB After the Bell, produced by the VSB Communications Department. Thanks to music teacher Mr. Bonnell and the Nightingale Elementary students for the original theme song. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter at VSB39, or TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Vancouver School Board. And don't forget to subscribe to VSB After the Bell anywhere you get your podcasts. After the bell, after the bell.